Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rescuing Churches, where it is always a great adventure discussing church revitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. My name is Josh. That's my dad, Stan. Price of everything is up. You keep asking that question. The price of everything is up. <laughs> and uh, it is a great adventure. It is a great adventure. And silent partner Mike is here, man in the knobs at Mission Control. And today we're going to take a minute to talk about something that really hardly ever happens in the ministry world. Hmm. Seems like we just talked about this on the previous podcast. Right. <laughs> but this is criticism. Ooh, criticism. The dreaded criticism word. Criticism. I think so many ministers and pastors probably just cringe when they hear that. <laughs> oh, it happens so regularly. I mean, is it like nails on a chalkboard? I mean... Can be. What comes to your mind when you hear criticism? <laughs> uh, I just want to give up. Right. You yeah. just want to, like, quit. <laughs> Trying so hard, and all you want to do is be critical. Um, but I'm not a baby or anything, so... No, you're not a baby. And I had to write this blog post on criticism. Um, yeah, and I think it's a really well-written uh, article, and... You know, I would say as pastors, sometimes we forget that the rest of the staff takes bullets for us as well. So, um, and you take criticism from the same venues and the same types of people, and sometimes the same foolish criticism. Some some criticism is worthy of what it's been right. criticized, as you point out in here. But sometimes it's just the doofiest thing, and oh, you're just yeah. like, "Are you serious? You took actually time to type that out to me? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> It happens. It does. Um, and I kind of got inspired to write this just, be, you know, I mean, working in the church communications, you know, field and, and ministry um, from that vantage point. But really, like we're talking about here, criticism happens at every single level of ministry. So at the outset of this episode, that's what we do want to make clear to, to everybody that's listening. It doesn't matter if you're serving in a pastoral role or if you're just a volunteer that shows up to help on a the, Sunday. The cleaning person. Yep. Uh, that person takes a beating at yeah. our church. You are, you are, you are open to yeah. criticism. Mm -hmm. and, and every level of criticism um, that comes in, we have to take it serious enough to at least address That's right. uh, whether the person's right or wrong. We still have to listen and address that. But I think your article is well-written uh, on your blog post, the Josh, uh, com, the Josh Givens blog, um, dealing with it like a seasoned specialist, not a blubbering baby. Yeah. I just had to get to the point there. Yeah. And <laughs> I think it's nice that you admitted in the early part of your life, you did it like a blubbering baby. So, I did. Yeah. You used to be a blubbering baby. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> 
but now you do better with that. So, um, so when criticisms come, you, you have some excellent points here, some tips to deal with, help a person deal with it, and it's to help any minister deal with it. That's right. But specifically, even in the comms world, yep. um, you can have to deal with some of this. So number one is first, do nothing. <laughs> Take a deep breath and chill out. This is like we talked about in the previous podcast. You need to give it a little bit of space. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is going to stem from, and you know, just again, speaking to my church communication buddies out there, you're you know, you're going to have that occasional rude comment about something that you had a hand in, like the live stream's not going well, there, somebody, um, you know, doesn't like the the design. I mean, I mean, I have guys in my church comms group on Facebook, you know, say that they literally get complaints about the way something that they designed was carried out, whether it was a bulletin insert or um, a, a piece of marketing for an event, you know, a print, some kind of printed material or something. We didn't like the way the colors were on this or you left our small groups logo off of the corner here and uh, just little nitpicky things like that. So um, the, the first thing you really should just do is step back, take a breath, take a look at the big picture. Um, I quote, the classic line from the, the 1985 best westerns ever one, made one of the best western films ever silverado kevin klein's character paid in when he says i am a great believer in doing nothing that's right and i really do know that there's that kind of fleshly tendency inside of some of us and i'm in this camp to really just want to shoot some sort of sarcastic zinger back across the bow uh-huh. um whether it's in an email or in person Wherever that criticism is coming from, you kind of just want to say, hey, you don't really know what you're talking about. Um, And and, and I've been there. I really have. But eight hours designing this (laughs) thing that you're critical of in seven seconds. Right. Exactly. But I will say that you will not be worth much for kingdom work if you are angry or if you are letting your the criticism that you're receiving put you in a state of depression or discouragement. You're just not, there's no way that's going to happen. Um, and a lot of times we tend to think that we can respond quickly and that it'll just make the situation go away. Um, but a lot of times that just makes it worse and we end up responding in frustration or anger. Um, so my first suggestion is always take an entire day, step away from the criticism, um, pray, rest, reflect, you you could even seek the guidance or wisdom or counsel maybe of an an elder that you respect in the faith, um, but but don't ever respond hastily or in anger. Um, and if you want to chime in with, I mean, you've been here before with criticism where you've received it right there in the moment mm-hmm. in pastoral ministry, and sometimes it's that knee jerk reaction that can get you in the most trouble. Oh, that's the worst. So better better to pause. Right, s- swift to hear slow to speak yep so better to pause and you know you may actually tell the person hey let me give that some thought yep i'll get back to you right uh rather than throw a punch <laughs> so exactly what um, we're trying to say here. and and you comms guys love to throw verbal punches oh verbal, yeah you know text punches and all that good stuff so <laughs> messenger punches dms or whatever so you just got to guard from that and and i think you're right just step back for a minute and think about it right Yes. And then number two goes with that, because while you're stepping back and taking a pause, 
you should ask yourself if the criticism is actually true. Absolutely. That's painful. Yes. But necessary. So you should be mature enough and spiritually mature enough to do some self-examination. Um, it, it can be really tempting and, and easy to just dismiss your critic. Um, I think I, I've, you know, just human nature, just want to do that. Um, and especially after you feel, and this just goes back to, you know, emotions and, and everything, you feel like you've just been hit with this Mack truck of hostility right. or they were being so rude to me, you know, it's, yeah, it, it, it's some kind of personal insult. Right. Um, you know, so I'm going to respond the way I want to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know anybody that enjoys being caught in that whole scenario and feeling. But if you're going to be mature in the ministry as well as grow spiritually, just as a Christian in general, you really do have to assess and examine the criticism to see if there's actually any substance to it first. And this is done in your whole chill out phase. Yeah. And there, there's, I mean, there's so much scripture to go with that. I'm going to quote, a bu- not quote a bunch of verses, but I'm going to just give you the highlight. Of I was hoping verses. you'd throw some in. Yeah. Psalm 139, search me, O God, try me, see if there be any anxious way in me, uh, hurtful way in me. Mm. And it's, it's David saying, Hey, I need God to search this out. Um, so when somebody's critical, the Bible says you should welcome criticism as a friend and receive it and then process it. And if it's inaccurate, the Lord will give you a piece about that. Um, Deuteronomy 4, 9, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, all talk about examining yourself. Take heed to yourself. Look at yourself closely. James 1, 23, um, you know, be hearers of the word, not uh, be doers of the word, not hearers only. And then it tells you to examine yourself against the word like a mirror, like a man looking in a mirror. Yep. You're a fool for looking in it. And, you know, if something's wrong, not fixing it. The word of God is our mirror. So we should examine ourselves. And if a person says something's not doesn't look right on the graphics or, you know, you didn't say that right or whatever, look at it and yep. open mindedly oh, examine yeah. that and then look at your heart about what's going on with you and that person kind That's of right. deal. Um you know, Galatians six, don't deceive yourself, but test yourself and make sure you're walking in faith. Matthew seven, this is a big one for what you're talking about. Um, this is that horribly misquoted verse by so many people who think they hate Christians because they're judgmental. They'll say the Bible says, Jesus says, don't judge. Right. They right. Always, right. You know, oh, yeah. Bible itself says, don't judge, you know, Judge not that you be not judged. They they can quote King James like <laughs> nobody's business. Um, but that's Matthew seven one. Matthew seven two through seven is Jesus saying, "Here's how to judge." He's saying, "Don't judge improperly, but here's how you judge: take the beam out of your own eye. Yep. Then you can remove the speck from another person's eye. So if somebody's coming at you critically, you're literally supposed to pause and look at yourself and examine yourself That's to exactly get that, to get that to stuff out of your heart and That's mind right. and eyes. Yep. Then you can go back and say, all right, I've looked at myself. Now you need to look at this with me and we'll work on this together. We'll go from there. Yep. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Sometimes it takes some patience, but it's always worth the effort. Mm-hmm. And then number three, you say you should ask yourself how Jesus would respond. Yes. Get, your brace, get your bracelets on. <laughs> what would Jesus do? This is your classic 
Christianese answer I know. It's that pastor's Very kid. cheesy, but it's, but that, it's accurate. It's that cheesy pastor's kid answer. But you would really be surprised how much criticism you could diffuse or, even better, just walk away from and not even care about or worry about or let bother you if you just respond with the grace and love of Jesus or view it through Jesus' eyes. Um, and ask yourself, you know, how would he respond if he were in my shoes? If if you've been walking, if you've been a believer and walking with the Lord for long enough, then it really shouldn't be all that difficult to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully by now you at least know how Jesus would respond, even if you have trouble doing it yourself. Correct. You at least know how he would respond. I mean, um, Jesus dealt with criticism all the time when he was walking the earth. Um, you know, you you reference these guys in your messages all the time. There was a whole group of people on earth who couldn't stand his guts. Right, <laughs> you know? right. They yeah. literally followed him around all the time trying to find something wrong with mm-hmm. the things he was saying um, so that they could point it out. And he dealt with that for most of his adult life. Mm-hmm. So love your critics the way that Jesus loved his. Extend them grace the way that Jesus extended grace to his. Yeah. And by the way, that's really easy to say on a podcast. Very easy to say. And really hard to do when somebody's slamming you all over social media. <laughs> Very so, much so. Um, but it's important that we model the values that we believe are the highest values. That's right. Loving our neighbors as Christ loves us. Loving our enemies as Christ loves us. I mean, Jesus himself says even the non-believers can love their people that love them. Yeah. And the challenge becomes loving people who are unloving. That's right. And speaking of those non-believers, they're the ones who you referenced social media there a couple of sentences ago. The non-believers are the ones who are going to see and look at our example of how we're responding and acting on social media. Correct. So if they start seeing pastors slamming pastors oh, yeah. or pastors slamming congregants and sure. back and forth and oh, getting yeah. into all kinds of spats and drama, do you think they want to come to your church or any church? Yeah, which no. goes back to a previous podcast you had yes. about keep that off yes, of the social media stuff. Yes. Just, that is not the place for any of that. It's not so the place for it. Really, really does hurt everybody's yep, testimony. damages everybody's testimony, including the testimony of the church. That's good. And then number four, um, don't take criticism personally. Yeah. That's really hard, too, <laughs> by the way. These are all hard. Yeah. But that's, important. They're really good. They're just important. Yep. That's that's the first thing here is that this is really hard to do, especially really at any level of ministry, but specifically when you know we're talking here with the church communications world. And I say this because so much, and Silent Partner Mike will attest to th- this fact, so much of what we do— in the comms world is attached to things that we either create or engineer or spend endless hours, you know, perfecting and managing. And we strategize posts and we write things and we proof copy and we set up sound and we run sound and we, we manage and run live streams and camera work and we handle lighting and all of those things. And even for the guys who are doing the tech, that technical work, not even graphic design, but even if it's the tech work, it's almost an art form, and it's become an it art is. form. It is. Yeah, it's, it's an art It's form a high a skill, for right. sure. And so when somebody says, or, or even whether they mean to or not, it comes off as an insult, you feel like something you've created, you know, something sure. you've 
you know, invested into has been insulted. And oh, it's like insulting your child. It's yeah, like it's if like, somebody comes along and insults you, now right. now, now we're going to go out, take it to the parking <laughs> lot. Take it to the parking lot. That's right. And, and you, feel, you feel like a part of you has been insulted. Um, when really we have to learn, I think, in the ministry to, as much as we do invest ourselves in those things, to separate ourselves out at the same time mm-hmm. um, and be mature enough to do that and realize that our identity is separate from our work because our identity is really in Christ and everything we're doing is for him and his kingdom. So if the live stream quality is not as great a quality um, one particular week as the week before and somebody complains about that Mm -hmm. in a comment or in person, you know, then we just have to take that and say, okay, we're going to try and do better next Mm -hmm. week. You know, Mm -hmm. we really are. Swallow. (laughs) Yeah. Breathe, swallow, go. Exactly. Yeah. But, but, and it's the same is true for every staff member in the church. That's right. Um, You know, if the nursery wasn't perfect today, we had all some problems and, you know, some kid got punched or whatever, (laughs) you know, you just got to go, you know, it was not our best foot forward. And doggone it, we're going to try to do better next time. And high apologies to the parents and, you know, swallow and move on. And same with, you know, didn't like your sermon, thought it was shallow. Um, You know, I've been been told the same, you know, I thought your sermon was way too shallow today. I thought your sermon was way too deep today. I'm like, okay. Um, you know, I'm trying to come come somewhere in the middle of all that, but you get you get those criticisms where you just have to go. You know, I worked really hard on all of that, and you know, your opinion took about six seconds to form after it took me, you know, twenty hours of like you were talking about pretty excessive mental labor to create it, and now you're critical of it, so I can get very sideways pretty quick. Um. But but as you say in the end of this particular point, it's the approval of Christ and his kingdom values that really matter, and you want him to approve more than anything else. So I really like that. And then number five is you say be personable, engaging, and relational when you respond. Yep, absolutely. And this um, this applies whether you're responding in person or over some digital platform, whether it's a text message or um, you know, a direct message on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere like that. And I, I had to learn this the hard way after working for almost 15 years in the customer service industry um, for two different clothing retail companies. There is nothing that will surprise a critic or a complainer more than when they receive a very cordial attitude or message kindness. back. Just yeah, plain old just kindness. Plain old kindness. Um, especially after they've just fired off or said something that was a little nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, respond that way and rise above. You, you don't have to stoop to the same level, um, you know, that they did in their message or their email or whatever they happen to say to you after the service or in the hallway. Go Rise above all that and, you know, even ask them, hey, can we talk about this face-to-face sometime? It's like you've said before, you know, hey, maybe we could go get breakfast or coffee or, you know, whatever. And if this is actually something you'd like to dialogue out, I'm willing to do that. Um, in other words, you don't, you know, especially for us that, you know, work behind the scenes in the church communications world, we don't always have to be hiding behind our computer screens. You know, it's like we really can step out there and 
talk to these people. And if they have something that they need to address with us, um, we should be more than willing to do that. We, we are on staff. We're a part of the church um, and we're, right. we're better than that. So offer to meet them somewhere. And I'll just guarantee you it, that may not only surprise them, um, but it'll help to diffuse the tension. Yeah. The value of love, the value of unity. We talked about this in the previous podcast, the value of love, the value of unity, um, the, the value of caring about that person and letting their opinion be heard and it matter. Um, even though it may be inaccurate, we, we listened and we received and then to do everything you can in that process to de-escalate anything from ascending bigger, more intense or louder. Um, I think we talked about that in the, in the one previously as well, but your goal as a staff member, um, communications director, help, um, sound technician, uh, guy that sits in the back and helps, whatever they call you at your church, um, the guy in the back, <laughs> whatever you're called, but whatever, <laughs> whatever that is, your goal when you get criticized is actually to de-escalate the tension of that and bring everything back to common ground and unity. And um, rather than, as you were saying in the earlier part of this, reacting criticizing back and all that good stuff or just taking it on, you know, just, just take one for the team, work through it and try your best to, you know, help everything be simpler and softer at the end. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so much of that is true. And criticism is something that we deal with in ministry. And I really do believe just from my personal experience and from the things that I've seen you go through on the pastoral mm-hmm. level, all of this right here really helps out a lot. And so, um, as always, I always close all my blog posts by saying, if you've been through anything like this and have any other suggestions, right. you can always shoot me a direct message um, at my blog site. It's jdgivens.com. And I always love hearing from my readers, hearing from listeners on the podcast. So all that feedback is always great. Yeah, we would love to get some of your feedback. And we really want to ask you one more time as we kick off this new year. Uh, these These should launch here in February of 2022 share these podcasts with your uh, fellow pastors uh, friends that are in ministry lay leaders in ministry that you know that might be encouraged by them we'd love for our somebody to catch up on all of them and then uh, give us some ideas for some new podcasts if there's some things you'd like topics you'd like us to discuss um, shoot us an email shoot us a text uh, call our phone number here at uh, 614 ministries we'd love to help you All that's on our webpage. That's awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rescuing Churches. We hope you found all the content and dialogue helpful and inspiring as always. I am Josh. That's Stan, silent partner Mike, and we will catch you guys next time. You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Thanks for listening.